Hey friend, hey, happy Thursday. Welcome to another episode of the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. I am outside again recording this episode, and honestly, this is where you will find me all summer on my back porch with my microphone, with my laptop, recording episodes for you. Summer is my favorite season, but honestly, I just feel like it always changes. Like I'm always like, oh no, fall is, oh no, spring is. It's never winter. Winter's never my favorite season, but (laughs) anyway, welcome to another episode. This is a Bible study breakdown episode. And as entrepreneurs, we have to acknowledge the fact that in business, things rarely go as planned. Like like heck, in life, things rarely go as planned. I don't know if you know that that Thomas Rhett song. I'm a, I'm a country music fan. But Thomas Rhett has a song, and inside of one of his songs, his lyric says, you make your plans and you hear God laughing. <laughs> and I, I feel like that's so true. Like, we make our plans, and God is just like up in heaven giggling at the fact that we are planning something that we have no idea what's actually going to happen. And then we have the audacity to get all upset when life doesn't go as planned, when in reality, we have no control over what's going to happen and what's not going to happen in the first place. And I truly believe that how we react to different obstacles that we experience in life and in business specifically will have more impact on our business's success than the obstacle itself. And so today we're going to go over three mindset shifts for Christian entrepreneurs to implement when your business journey does not go as planned. And to do that, of course, this is a Bible study breakdown episode. We're going to dive into the book of Ruth. So buckle up, friend, grab your Bible and let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to Bibles, Babies, and Business. Are you ready to start an online biz, quit your nine to five, and stay home with your kids? Are you up late at night Googling online business ideas, how to market myself, and how to get my first paying client? Do you have lots of ideas, but feel overwhelmed when trying to figure out which ones to focus on so you can move your business forward? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, I too felt drained by my day job and wished I could find a way to make money online. I wanted time freedom and the financial freedom to be a stay-at-home mom, but imposter syndrome kept creeping in and telling me, you could never make enough money doing that. And what if you do try and you fail? But then I discovered how to build an online coaching business from home. In this podcast, you'll find biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, online marketing tips to help you start and build an online coaching business from home and a whole lot of mom life because we're doing it all with a baby on our hip. So grab your Bible, snuggle your baby, and let's build your business because you were made for this. Okay. Now, before we dive into the episode, I have to ask, have you signed up for the free convert more clients workshop yet? This is a completely free one-hour workshop that I am hosting on a Monday, July 18th at 12 p.m. Central inside of my Facebook group where I'm going to teach you how to sign your next five coaching clients in the next 60 days or less, even if you do not have a whole lot of extra time to be working on your business. So if you are a faith-led coach, which my guess is that you are if you're listening to this podcast right now, If you're a faith-led coach who wants to learn how to discover your God-given gifts 
so that you can then turn them into a profitable online coaching business. If you want to learn how to get clarity on your coaching niche, kick confusion to the curb, really know who your ideal client is, and the messaging that you need to have to speak to that ideal client, If you want to know how to market yourself online, how to connect with ideal clients and and have consistent lead generation for your business, if you want to learn how to craft an irresistible coaching package that your ideal client cannot say no to and they're, they're throwing their credit card at you on your sales call asking, how do I pay? And if you want a clear, clean, and crisp sales strategy that you can wash, rinse, and repeat over and over in your business to sign more clients and sell more coaching packages with ease, then this workshop is for you. And it's free, so honestly, there is no reason for you not to join. And also, the recording of the workshop will be posted inside of my Facebook group for those who are unable to join us live, although I do highly, highly recommend that you do join us on the Facebook Live so that you can get the most value out of this training and ask your questions and get some answers. So again, this workshop is on Monday, July 18th at 12 p.m. Central. It is inside of my Facebook community, and you do need to sign up to save your seat. So here's how you do that. Go ahead and pause me right now, scroll down into the show notes and click on the link to go ahead and save your seat. And that link is going to be again in the show notes, but it's also www.camiwilkie.com slash free workshop. Go in, save your seat, join my Facebook community and mark your calendar so you don't forget. And of course, I will have some prize giveaways for women who are the most active and engaging, not only in the Facebook group, but also in the workshop itself, because action is what leads to results. I always go back to the verse, faith without works is dead. So friend, go save your seat. It is 19 days away and it's going to be a party. Okay. Now let's dive into the episode. Today, again, we're talking about three mindset shifts every Christian entrepreneur needs to make when, not if, but when things don't go as planned in your business. So when the launch flops, when the potential client that you you really thought was going to sign up with you ends up not signing up, when you set that income goal for the month and, and you come up short When you thought that you would have that two-hour uninterrupted work block, but your baby woke up early from their nap and is just needing cuddles from their mommy and is not falling back asleep. These things are going to happen. Things are not always going to go as planned. This is called life, and this doesn't mean that you have failed. It actually means that you are a human being living here on Earth where things don't always, if ever, go as planned. So welcome to the club. There's about 7.96 billion of us. You are in good company. But what should our response be when our business journey takes an unexpected turn? Well, the answer to that is going to be inside of the book of Ruth, where we are going to glean some wisdom. That's a little bit of Christian humor, which if you don't get it right now, you will hear in a little bit. I know comedy is not my thing. I need to keep my day job. But anyway, Ruth was a young woman who was sadly um, became a widow when her husband passed away. And her father-in-law also passed away as well. So it was Ruth and her mother-in-law, Naomi. And 
when both her father-in-law and her husband passed away, and it was Ruth and and Naomi and her other sister-in-law, Naomi told Ruth to go back to her family. But Ruth stayed loyal to her husband's family and decided to go ahead and continue living with her mother-in-law and it would be her and Naomi taking on the world together. So, so Ruth and Naomi went back to Bethlehem, which is Naomi's hometown. And at this point, the women realized that they, they need to be able to provide for themselves. They have to be able to gather food um, because their husbands were no longer around to take care of them. So Ruth went to a local field that just so happened which we know nothing is a coincidence. The Lord is in all the details here. But Ruth went to a local field that, quote unquote, just so happened to be owned by a local wealthy man who was a relative of Ruth's late husband. And Ruth asked if she could work in that field to glean, see what I did there? (laughs) There's that word glean again to glean or gather plants in the field that were left over from harvest so that she could then take that food back for her and Naomi to eat. Again, nothing about the situation is a coincidence. So this field was owned by a man named Boaz, which again was a local wealthy man who was related to Ruth's late husband. And Boaz showed up to his field on the day that Ruth was there working and he took notice of Ruth and he had compassion on her. He made sure that Ruth had water while she was working in the field. He he fed her. He made sure that she was protected in the field. He invited her to come back and continue gathering food from the field. And he made sure that she had plenty of food to bring back for both Ruth and Naomi to eat. And this really is a picture showing God's favor over Ruth. Now, I don't have time to go through the entire book and all the details with you, so recognize that I'm taking a long story and condensing it, so I encourage you to go read the book of Ruth. But anyway, to make a long story short, Boaz ends up marrying Ruth. Ruth gives birth to a son, and what this does is this gives financial security to both Ruth and her mother-in-law, Naomi, because back then, children would care for their elders. And so if you had children, that meant that you had essentially, it was kind of like your retirement plan. Um, Children were going to take care of you as you grew older. So Boaz marries Ruth. Ruth gives birth to a son and that son would become the ancestor of Jesus. Again, nothing in this story is a coincidence. And this story is a beautiful picture how the Lord can take a tragedy and turn it into a triumph for his glory. What Ruth thought was a setback, God used as as a set up to bring his biggest gift into the world, his son, Jesus. And Ruth played a huge role in this bad situation being turned around for God's glory because her response to a tragic situation or her mindset, if you will, to her life not going as planned, allowed for an even bigger and better plan to unfold. So now let's break down three practical things that Ruth did in this story when her life took an unexpected turn for the worse. This is how she responds to life not going as planned. And there's lots of wisdom that we can glean. (laughs) I'm going to continue using that joke throughout this entire podcast. 
We're going to glean wisdom from this and apply it to our business. So practical point number one or mindset shift number one, however you want to think about it, Ruth stayed loyal to God and her family in the midst of an obstacle. When Ruth's husband passed away and when Naomi's husband passed away and Naomi Naomi told Ruth, Ruth, go back to your family. Ruth could have gone back to her family, which were the Moabites, who the Moabites were committed to idol worship and serving other gods. But instead, Ruth stayed not only with Naomi and stayed, commit, stayed committed to her husband's family, but she then stayed committed to God. I want to read you this passage in Ruth 1 verses 16 through 18. This is right after Naomi told Ruth to go back to her family. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. So my question for you, friend, how we can apply this practically to our life and to our business. When things get tough, when life takes an unexpected turn, when the business plans don't pan out the way you thought, are you staying loyal to God and loyal to your family? Are you staying disciplined with your time with your father? Are you staying disciplined in reading the word of God? Are you remaining present and patient with your family even when you're feeling pressure? in your business. So that's practical tip number one. Ruth stayed loyal to God and to her family. And what we can glean from this, of course, is to stay loyal to the Lord and to our family when things don't go well in our business. So that's point number one. Point number two, when things got tough, Ruth took action and she got to work. So remember, after Ruth's husband passed away and Naomi's husband passed away, the women no longer had their husbands to provide food for them. They had to provide this food for themselves. Well, well, God provided it for them, but, but he did it through Ruth taking action. And Ruth took action and went to work in a field. And it was by Ruth taking initiative and getting to work that God worked out a miracle of Ruth meeting and then later marrying Boaz from who their child would be the ancestor of Jesus. And again, Boaz not only owned the field, but he was wealthy and he could take care of Ruth. But it was also Ruth's late husband. And so he could also be what, what they called, quote unquote, a family redeemer. So back in the day, if you were a woman who was a widow, it was okay to marry somebody who was related to your husband in order to continue carrying out your husband's family name through your children. And that's exactly what happened with Boaz. So do you see how the Lord didn't, not only did God provide for Ruth financially, he provided food for her. He provided a way for Ruth to carry on her late husband's family name and legacy through Boaz. Ruth was going to work. But God was working out a miracle far bigger than what Ruth could even imagine. God's favor was over Ruth. So my question to you, friend, is when things don't go as planned in your business, do you take action? Do you keep showing up? Or are you sitting back? Are you, are you staying discouraged? Are you in analysis paralysis? 
Are you doing nothing and are you giving up? Ruth had to not only show up to work, but she had to continue showing up to work in order to keep experiencing the favor of God. She did not meet and marry Boaz on the first day that he saw her in the field. Ruth stayed working in that field, in Boaz's fields, throughout not only the harvest of barley, but the harvest of wheat as well. In other words, she kept showing up, and so did God's favor. I, again, I want to I take us back to the verse of faith without works is dead. So, friend, point number two, pray for wisdom and then take action. Wisdom is applied knowledge. Having knowledge alone is not wisdom. You have to apply that knowledge. In other words, take action in order for wisdom to be played out in your everyday life. So point number two, when things get hard, pray for wisdom, take action, and get to work. And lastly, point number three, Ruth rested. Now you might be thinking, Cammy rest? Like, doesn't this completely go against what you just told us in point number two, which was to take action and get to work? No, it does not go against that. It does not contradict that. And and in actuality, actually pairs very nicely with taking action. Yes, Ruth worked, but she also rested. And I'm going to read you a passage from the very first day that Boaz showed up to his field and saw Ruth there. This is from Ruth 2, verses 3 through 7. And as it happened, she found herself working in a field that belonged to Boaz, the relative of her father-in-law, Elimelech. While she was there, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you, he said. The Lord bless you, the harvesters replied. Then Boaz asked his foreman, who is that young woman over there? Who does she belong to? And the foreman replied, she is the young woman from Moab who came back with Naomi. She asked me this morning if she could gather grain behind the harvesters. She has been hard at work ever since, except for a few minutes rest in the shelter. So Ruth worked, but she also rested. And this is the nature of God. In Genesis, the Bible starts out by telling us how God worked for six days to create the earth. And then he rested on the seventh day. And what's more, as God declared the seventh day of rest, holy. He declared rest holy. And as entrepreneurs, we are ambitious people. And when things go wrong, our human nature is to try and fix things ourselves. And this is also supported by our culture's grind mentality that when something goes wrong or that we got to grind for success or do it all ourselves. When things go wrong in our business, we may tend to spend more time in the business trying to fix it. Working on Sunday, neglecting our family, neglecting time with the Lord, working late. All these things that we're doing to try and fix something that didn't go according to our plans. And all the while, God is asking us to, yes, work, but also rest and trust his plans. The work that Ruth was doing in the fields was hard. She was harvesting by hand. Like this is not modern day farming. There was no combines out there. There's no like (laughs) people were harvesting by hand here. And it it was late spring. So things were things were warming up temperature wise. And in order to avoid burning out, 
In the field from work, Ruth took breaks to rest. Friends, overworking, although glorified in our culture, is actually a signal of a lack of faith in God's plan. And and furthermore, again, rest is holy. Did you know that it was during mealtimes for the harvesters, aka rest time, that Ruth got to know Boaz further, which would later become her husband and her family's redeemer. Let me read to you Ruth 2, verses 14 through 16. At mealtime, Boaz called to her, so aka at rest time, come over here and help yourself to some food. You can dip your bread in the sour wine. So she sat with his harvesters and Boaz gave her some roasted grain to eat. She ate all she wanted and still had some left over. Isn't that the heart and the nature of the Lord to give us what we need and and more than what we need? The passage continues. When Ruth went back to work again, so rest time is now over, Boaz ordered his young men, let her gather grain right among the sheaves without stopping her and pull out some heads of barley from the bundles and drop them on purpose for her. Let her pick them up and don't give her a hard time. So let's break this down. Right after resting, right after mealtime, right after spending time with Ruth, during rest, Boaz ordered his young men to let Ruth pick up more food. In in other words, Boaz made it easier for Ruth to gather the food that she was out there working for in the first place. Again, this is a picture of God's favor and it happened right after rest. But what if Ruth had refused to take a break in the field and had refused to sit down and rest and and sit with Boaz for a meal? Would she have still received the same favor? Would Boaz have still asked his men to make it easier for her to go out and pick up food? What if you aren't experiencing God's favor because you aren't resting? You aren't trusting in his plan and you're trying to do it all on your own. So point number three, friend, is to rest. Okay, let's summarize these three quick points here. So point number one, Ruth stayed loyal to God and to her family. When times get tough, when your business plans don't go as planned, when when, when life takes an unexpected turn, you need to stay loyal, number one, to the Lord, and number two, to your family. Point number two, Ruth got to work. She took action. She did not sit back and just wait for a miracle to just unfold in front of her. She took initiative. And friends, we have to take initiative in our business. I'm not saying don't trust God. I'm not saying do it all yourself. Like, don't misunderstand me. But recognize that faith without works is dead. Pray, ask for wisdom, and then take action and get to work. And then lastly, point number three is to rest. Ruth rested. And she experienced God's favor not only in her work, but also in her rest. Friend, it is time to defy culture's narrative of grinding. That we have to grind to the top, grind for success. We got to be burning the midnight oil and and burning at both ends. Running our life, running our business, running our motherhood in line with culture is going to leave us burned out and with nothing left. And we are on a marathon here. We have to run the race, but this is not like a quick sprint. This is a marathon. And in order to finish the race that God has called us to, we have to run it his way. We cannot run it culture's way. Furthermore, 
if we follow culture's principles of success, we're going to miss out on God's favor. I don't want to miss out on God's favor, and I know that you don't either. So it is time to glean. Okay, do you get it now? Like, do you get where like that, that little joke is coming from? <laughs> okay, I know. Sorry, dry humor. But it is time to glean wisdom from the Lord's instruction manual, aka the Bible, and apply it. Wisdom is knowledge applied to our lives, to our motherhood, and to our business. Friend, we are going to wrap up this Bible study breakdown episode. But before we do, do not forget to sign up for the free Convert More Clients workshop where you are going to learn how to sign your next five coaching clients in 60 days or less, even if you don't have a whole lot of extra time to be working on your business. I know that you are a wife, you are a mother, and you are a business owner. You have more than one role to take on in your world. It's Your, your number one priority is not your business. I, I get that. I, I, I really do. And so I want to teach you, it is my mission to teach you how to build a profitable business that does not take away time from God and time with your family. And it's going to take loyalty and faithfulness. It will take work and it's also going to take rest. So I invite you to save your seat by clicking the link in the show notes, www.kamiwilkie.com slash free workshop and join us on Monday, July 18th. I love you, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. If you learned something from today's episode or if it blessed you in any way, I would love to know. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review, and I may just read your review on the show. Thank you again for being here, and I pray that God would fill you with peace in your faith, your motherhood, and your business, because you were made for this.